Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle, Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. A six to bring up 200 and win the game. Everybody here's on their feet. And Maxwell hits it! Unbelievable it was. Glenn Maxwell, 201, not out off about 127 balls last night at the ODI World Cup, chasing a big total against Afghanistan. It was a great game. I missed it. I went to bed at midnight. That was enough for me. And as soon as I my head hit the pillow, everything erupted. Welcome to Sports Day. Jason Matthews here, Scotty Sattler. Wow, what a performance from Glenn Maxwell, the big show. Yeah, I've got to say, I didn't see it either. Uh, I just thought Australia would win comfortably. And then I woke up this morning and started looking at Twitter or X and it was all blowing up around where Australia were positioned last night. I thought, this must be like a look back in time. This wouldn't have been last night at the oh, World Cup. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then realised that Australia were in some drama and if it wasn't for the big show, we uh, we have to win on the weekend to actually make the final. So it actually meant a lot more than the innings itself. It meant a lot more where Australia are sitting uh, on the table and how important it was. I tell you what, though, that innings from him of two hundred and one, it shows you how bad our batting lineup is. When you look at all the other scores, he made two hundred and one out of two hundred and ninety odd mm. to win the game. What about the partnership, the two hundred run partnership of which the skipper Pat Cummins scored twelve? Yeah, <laughs> he scored the rest. But credit pre- credit to Planet Pat. He um he stayed out there for two hours. You gotta be mentally strong to do it. And he plays a role. Heat. He realizes he's gotta play a role. Against against four spinners. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna punch it yep. down the final and get a single because I know the man up the other end seeing him like well, basketballs. He, he couldn't take singles in the end because couldn't Max, run. The big show he's couldn't run. Up. Yeah. What about that cramp when he laid on the ground? He didn't know where to sit up, lay down. It was it, like Simon oh, says, lay down straight. Cramps are so bad. If you oh, get cramps oh, that are, they just attack every part of your body, you're like you just you squeal like a baby, and you don't know why. But yeah, it was it was great. I mean, you look at where it sits when it comes to two hundreds, and you wouldn't think there'd be many two hundreds that are scored. It's the first one for Australia. So Rohit Sharma scored um, two hundred sixty four for one hundred seventy three in fourteen fifteen <sighs> series against Sri Lanka. That's a massive knock. But, you know, I, I had to tell you about that. Yeah, I didn't We know. should be celebrating that. Because this is the World Cup, Yeah, we'll remember this innings for, well, it's a, elevated for a long time. Ball, right? Yeah, absolutely, yep. yeah. Uh, great knock from him. What Was it Australia's best innings on the subcontinent? <laughs> yeah. Did I say continent? Yeah. Yes. Uh, probably. The other good one, great one, was Dean Jones. Remember, remember Alan Border? Remember Alan Border? Yeah. Said, mate, if you want to go off, don't worry about it. I'll bring a Queenslander out. Yeah, that's that. Uh, those great scenes of him vomiting on the yeah. in the middle of the pitch. Yeah, and yeah. and um, he ended up in hospital after that. Apparently, AB said when he was walking back to towards his end, he goes, "Oh God, I hope he's all right. I can't see his eyes." Yeah. <laughs> and and mate, OHS wouldn't allow you to do oh, that. But Imagine the, the sports scientists today. Oh, they'd be in a they'd be in a tiz. <laughs> so we can't have this. We're reading his GPS, <laughs> and it says that his workload is gone over. But the batsman waiting to come in, was chafed just sitting there. <laughs> it was Greg Ritchie. Yeah, he was too. He saved Greg Ritchie's life. <laughs> exactly. You exactly. know, interesting thing out of last night, Mitchell Stark got out. Yep. 
did caught behind, great catch, didn't hit it, did not touch it. Can I say, but Maxi dropped twice. Yeah. But what about the 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 challenge on the the uh, LB? I mean, he was plump. Maxi oh, yeah. is plumb. But because we anticipate that the ball would have gone over, yeah. it's, it's just uh, it's do, funny. Do you, do you think the third umpire is drunk or the, or the equipment they I, use? I just think what they do is the third umpire goes, okay, we don't know whether it's going to hit or not. We just have to toss a coin. Yeah. And that's our decision. Well, we've got some exclusive vision yeah. uh, from the umpire. There's the third, fourth, and fifth umpire in there. Oh, a wise guy, eh? <laughs> That's them actually making a decision last night in the box. Well done uh, to Glenn Maxwell. Uh, this is the, the guy that wasn't even meant to be in the squad. That's right. Yeah. This is the guy who fell off a golf cart last week. <laughs> twoies. I feel like a twoies or two. Bring us our ODI update. Uh, good stuff. Oh, quickly. Um, oh, no, we'll, I'll save it. Ponding had some good things to say as well. I'm going to get to the Glenn Maxwell press conference and see what he had to say about it as well. Our ODI updates uh, brought to you by Tui's. I feel like a Tui's or two. Uh, England played the Netherlands tonight. I, but how good would it be if the Netherlands beat them? That would be just, that would be icing on the cake. After what after what Australia not only beat England, but Bearstow out first ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that walk from the, from the centre back to the dressing shed, it's, mm. like, it's just, it's Embarrassing, and then yep. for Maxi to do what he did, oh. and, and then if Netherlands beat England, is it the icing on the cake, or is it the cherry on top of the icing? Well, not everyone has a cherry on top. I don't like cherries. It's cherry so season for me. It's icing. It's cherry season. I see. Good for gout. Yeah. Is it great? Mm. Uh, sports day. Back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to the show. Sats, Jace here uh, tonight. Welcome to it. Hey, uh, Glenn Maxwell, the big show, had a press conference, had, had a chat about that uh, innings of his. 201 not out. I was thinking, well, that's that's the end of our running. Um, but, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a strange one because I was cramping in my one of my toes, which was sort of going up the front of my shin. And then as I sort of set off to try and get down the other end, I cramped in my that calf as well. So I was cramping both sides of my lower leg. And as I went, oh, no, I'm cramping, I cramped in my left hamstring at the same time. So I was like, I've got both legs, and then I had a back spasm when I hit the ground. <laughs> so I was just like full body, just in pain. But um, once I sort of calmed my breathing down and had the physio out there and sort of talked me through it, um, what it was going to be like, and had... One person pushing my foot, one person lifting my leg. It was a strange... I've never been in a position where I've had full body cramps like that and I sort of felt it coming on um, a few hours before that and was just hoping that I could sort of get through. And uh, once we once we stayed at um, the same end for a couple of overs, I felt like I was starting to get a little bit of movement back, but um, it actually probably made the whole job a little bit more simple. I wasn't sort of um, overthinking the situation. I just knew if I got a ball that I could hit, I'll try and hit it. Have you, so you, you haven't had full body cramps before, but the, this thing where you're standing still and hitting shots, I've seen people practice that. Have, have you practiced that before, or is that the first time you've ever kind of batted like that? Uh, no, I've done it before. Um, it's it's when I sort of try, I get into a really nice rhythm. I don't feel like I need to do a lot of, I suppose, foot and body movement. Um, I did it a few, I actually did it against Afghanistan in 
um, I think it was 2015, um, I think it was a left arm or I stood dead still and was able to use my hands to sort of flick one over deep square and um, I just feel like it doesn't give away any cues, it doesn't, I don't sort of have any pre-movements, uh, I'm not moving around too much and, um, and I, I practice, I, you do like I suppose no foot drills, um, working on your hand speed which I've done in the past but I suppose just trying to um, find a ball that you can maybe hit for a boundary and knowing that you're not going to be running ones and twos or um, yeah, just trying to find a gap and um, hopefully you get a ball you can sort of flick into a gap. How close did you come to retiring that? Uh, it was certainly in our discussions. Um, we talked about uh, coming off, um, trying to get some uh, work I suppose into my back and um, trying to loosen up I suppose my legs a little bit. Um, Jonesy, the physio, actually said it would be really hard for you to come back out down the stairs after that, so probably made the job a little bit more simple. And then we, we, we came up with, let's just stay at the same end for as, a lot, as long as we can until you sort of feel like you can, I suppose, at least walk at the other end or um, if there's an easy single here and there. But, um, yeah, for a while there, was, if, we, if I can get one or two boundaries from one end, it didn't really matter what happened the other end because we got it to around a round of ball at that stage, so... Um, there, was, there was certain planning, it didn't, wasn't all just like chaotic um, swinging, but uh, there was a bit of planning to it. You said like there were no running ones and twos, but you're doing your penguin walk up and down. <laughs> <laughs> so, how did that come about? Like, and was it your decision when a couple of times back to look a little surprised that you were coming across? There was one there where Rashid tried to stop it with his foot and it trickled to Long On, and I think Long On had already turned around, and I was like, I think I can get to the other end here, <laughs> like really slowly, but um, I felt that if I could keep my legs nice and straight, I could get down the other end. Um, someone said it was like a bit like Jane Savile walking, like <laughs> doing, doing that. Was it 40k walk or whatever it might be? But um, yeah, I, I, as I said, I had we had those couple overs where I, we both stayed at the same end for a little bit, um, and it probably just gave me enough of a refresh. I was getting enough drinks um, in between overs. Um, it felt like they were taking a bit of time anyway at the other, in between overs as well. So didn't feel like we were holding up the game too much. Um, I suppose there's always that risk as well. At what point did you uh, actually you finish that? Yeah, at what point did you actually think this is doable, like I can get a sword of It's a good question. I, I think when Paddy was, Paddy was pretty calm, I think when it got to about maybe 60 or 70, I thought two, two more maybe half decent overs around 15. Um, it's, it's right in the balance here. We knew that um, Rashid, I knew Rashid had about 18 balls left, I think, in the that it was going to happen in the last 13 overs or something like that. So, as long as we sort of kept him out of game, I felt like I could I could hit boundaries off the others. Um, uh, so it was sort of more about, I suppose, negating him, not letting him um, have a shot at the rest of the tail, and because um, he's obviously world class, he can he can hit you on the pad, he can beat you both sides of the bat. So I just felt like if we could. Um, negate him and um, keep him out of the, the back end of the game would be all right. Jane Savile. Jane Savile. Jane Savile had uh, three reds. You only had the two though when you were uh, almost out on uh, 27. What's going through your mind there? Well, it felt plumb because I I was trying to cover my stumps. Whenever I was in defence, I was trying to cover my stumps, and I didn't really care if I inside edged or outside edged, as long as I was covering them. And I just the line my. Front foot went down, was just the wrong line. My bat just wasn't in the right spot. Um, turned perfect amount and just beat the inside edge. And 
I was so angry with myself that as soon as I got hit, I just fell down. Um, and Paddy straight away actually said, I think that's going over the top. It actually bounced quite a bit, and you're a long way forward. And I was like, not sure about that. It didn't, it didn't feel very good. And it was actually it was perfect timing because it sort of kicked me into, all right, I've just got to be a bit more aggressive. I've got to be a bit more proactive to make them bowl wider, make them sort of keep it away from the stumps. And that's why I started slog sweeping and, and trying to sort of move around the crease a little bit more. Thank you. Believe in the last two weeks you scored the Krugers World Cup century by anyone, kind of the first 200 in a winning run chase and fallen off a golf cart? It's been a busy couple of weeks, all since my family arrived. So it's, um, yeah, it's been a weird, weird couple of weeks, but yeah, extremely grateful, I suppose, to be able to um, get back out here and make the semis. I think after the first two games we were pretty close to written off by most people and um, to be able to get string six wins together at the right time um, and we didn't have our best stuff tonight um, against a, a pretty spirited opposition so to, to be in the semis um, is a great feeling and hopefully we enjoy a few days in Pune. I'll stay away from the golf carts. Does it feel like the specialist thing you've ever done? That that's the most special moment of your career? Uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. As I said, it's it's so fresh at the moment. Um, yeah, I'm a bit numb to it. I've, um, it was great. It was great fun. It just felt like it was me and Paddy just having fun out there, and um, I'll probably reflect a little bit more over the next few days, and hopefully recover and get some movement back in my hamstrings and calves, but um, yeah, it's a bit raw at the moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Time for uh, some good oil from Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. News.com.au have compiled. I love it. I love the the off-season because, you know, Fox and all them put together their list. We do it. We get a list for everything. You need to find content, don't you? That's right. Content yeah. is the word. Uh, they've compiled their top 10 powerful performances moments of the 2023 season. Do you want to run us through them, Sats? I, I've got a few that I... Now, they've really focused on the powerful powerful performances by individuals. Right. And I think with moments, there's probably a few moments I think they could have they could have added, but... This is, this is from 10 down to 1. Now, number 10 is Sean Johnson, basically the feel-good story of the NRL. Uh, he's going to retire at the end of last year and just misses out on getting the uh, getting the And he yeah. was the RLP Players Players Champion, which a lot of the players are actually identifying as the... It's a little bit more respectful, isn't it? Yeah. For, number 9 was Will Warbrick. So, debut winger mm. in the, for the Storm. Of course, he won a gold medal with the New Zealand Sevens. Yep. Uh, number eight is Jermaine Asako, the resurrection. Yeah, good. Yeah. Moses Leota, funnily enough, they're saying about his NRL grand final performance as a front rower, not his whole season, which was outstanding, but Moses Leota, usually James Fisher-Harris is getting all the adulation. Uh, Reese Walsh, 21-year-old poster boy. Was this done by News Corp in New Zealand? Was that? Because most of them are New Zealanders. Yeah, well, he's actually, he's, he's, he's mouldy, isn't he? Yeah. And, Australian Indigenous as well. Yep. Uh, number five is State of Origin. 
So just the Queensland Maroons. Yeah. Winning origin. Mm. Uh, number four was Kalen Ponga. Again, the resurgence because bad concussions, the way he finished the season to get the oh, dummy. Oh, it was in. outstanding, yeah. Number three is Wayne Bennett. Seriously? Well, how what, the hell did. Like, 73 years of age and what he's been able to do, but most importantly, that first game against the Roosters at Suncorp Stadium. But one guy. Ga- yeah, but. It was his 900th match as a coach. Yeah, right, So, first. First year for a club, and I think they surprised. Is this a written lot of by his mate Pete Bedell? Number two, Ezra Mam. So he announced himself as the latest NRL superstar. They're saying now, if you've watched this kid for a while, you knew he was always going to make it. Um, but saying that the way that he played in the the NRL Grand Final, number two, yeah, he did have a great season, five eighth of the year. And number one, of course, Nathan Cleary. I think we don't argue about Nathan Cleary. Can I just throw up a couple of a really good? Individual moments. Katoni Staggs ver- try versus the Dolphins. Full length of the field. Yeah, this is our Matches home. Matches in the balance. This is our yep. effing home. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, DCE's tackle on Stephen Crichton in the second origin. That was an amazing, that was an amazing moment. Mm. Not just this year in the history of the game. Lindsay Collins' try in origin one off the Daly Cherry Evans high ball. That, uh, we caught it backwards. Sorry, it was um, Cam Munster scored. Sorry. Yeah, Lindsay, Lindsay Collins, Collins caught, caught it. it. Yeah. That was a big With his moment. back to the ball yeah. as he's coming over his shoulder. Yeah, jumped over the top of Teddy. Yeah. Mm. What about um, Cody Walker's performance in game three of Origin? Yeah. When many thought that he'd probably, he's probably finished, to be quite honest. Mm. I've got to say, I know we, we've mentioned Nathan Cleary, his season as a whole, but most importantly his grand final, the last 25 minutes. But he, Steve, when Stephen Crichton scored and – he had to kick the goal from the Western touchline yep. to make, to make yep. it a four-point game. Yeah. Like, he misses that goal, which a lot of people do under pressure, and they score the try, kick the goal on full time. It's golden point. What about Ezra Mam's individual performance in grand final? Well, that's what I'm just saying. Number two. Oh, right, his, yeah. His, oh, that was for the grand final. His grand right, final yeah, performance. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's – if they win, it's a little bit like – I tell you what it was a little bit like. It was a little bit like um, Ben Hunt or Anthony Milford in – the 2015 grand final, if Brisbane win, they win the Clive Churchill. One of those wins the Clive Churchill by the length of the straight. Mm. But they don't in Golden Point, and Jonathan Thurston wins it. Mm. So it's same with Ezra. If Brisbane win that, he wins it by – you wouldn't be able to get enough money on him. What about the Titans' performance at Magic Round? Who'd they beat? And and uh, Kieran Foran had two or three tries by half matter, I think it was. Unbelievable. I think it was Parra, yeah. Unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. But there, yeah, it's some. There's a lot. Some great individual performances, real powerful performances. So, right out. That's a good all for Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grain harvested and first cold pressed in Northern Victoria. Uh, we're going to check out our safe segment next with Suncorp on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car; they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is past November 1, and we're going to talk about some safe signings tonight with thanks to Suncorp. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp. Suncorp Home Resilience. Are these safe signings? Sats. Mm. Lots of S's on sports day. <laughs> the Bulldogs have announced the signings of four newcomers in Kurtman, Jake Turpin, Drew Hutchison, and Poasa uh, Farmasili. Farmasili. Yeah. Um, on two-year deals, are they safe signings? Yeah, they are. 
They're safe because they add depth to your side. And I think it's really important, especially when you start losing a lot of injuries. Now, the argument is they've signed a few players this year that are utilities. Like Kurt Mann can play hooker, lock, 5'8", centre, wing, fullback. Uh, Drew Hutchison can play second row, lock, 5'8", centre, wing, fullback. Yep. Uh, Pauasa Falmasili is like a front row, hard running front row. Jake Turpin's a hooker. But you need depth. I think Jake Turpin's actually a really good signing. I think Reid Marnie is a good player. I think Jake Turpin can add a little bit of a little bit of zip. Where was Jake Turpin last year? Left left the Broncos went and to the went Roosters. Roosters. That's yeah, right. yeah. So I, I'm saying they're safe signings. They're not going to be signings that are going to get you into a top four position. But it's depth. But it's depth. Yeah. So gotcha. it's safe. Yeah, I think it's safe. Rodio, what about um, former Roosters and Eels forward Nathan Brown? Is he a safe signing? He's set to sign a cut price deal to join the Sea Eagles in 2024. Mm-hmm. Along with Aaron Woods, is going to ma- take a huge salary sacrifice to play on at Manly. Are they safe signings? Yes, they are. Because if you're getting them at cut price deals, like we're led to believe, I mean, way unders for these players. I'm talking under the average wage next year is $401,000, which is a lot of money. Well, well under that. Fair income. Oh, yeah, well under it. The poverty line. No, not the poverty line when it comes to rugby league. Um, but in saying that, they are safe signings because, again, Nathan Brown's actually a really good player. He's aggressive. He's got a good passing off my game. And Aaron Woods has got experience. And yeah. actually, he's really good around the playing group, Aaron Woods. He breaks the, yeah, right. the monotony up. So, yeah, they're safe signings for Suncorp purely because of the money they got. Now, it is a concern that Nathan Brown was sold by Parramatta to the Roosters and then he leaves the Roosters all in one year. Mm. There's... You've got to read, I suppose, between the lines there of why that's happening. Yeah, right. But if they get them at a cut price, Anthony Seabold, especially Nathan Brown, can use, use him wisely. All right. There you get it. Get your home storm season ready with Suncorp and be safe this storm season break time. When we come back, sports update. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Time for a sports update. It's kind of an NFL update. To save time and water, Irrigear is here. What is this move over Mariah Carey? Because uh, Jordan Malata. Jordan Mylata. Mylata, the Aussie, the former yep. Rabbitoh reserve grader, is now singing. Now, have you heard his voice? No. They did this last year, the Philadelphia Eagles. Every year they do a, all last year and this year, they do a Christmas carols. Jason Kelsey. Uh, there is also Jordan Mylata, a couple of other players as well. His voice is like an angel. Like he's six foot seven, six foot six, three hundred pound. And he's got the voice of an angel. Is T Swizzle is That's... her career in jeopardy with this sort of performance? Now, because Jason Kelsey is the older brother of Travis Kelsey. It's his sister-in-law. So it's yeah, it's Jason's sister-in-law. So. If Jordan Mylata is invited to the Kelseys for any sort of yep. Christmas, he will be singing before Taylor Swift. Here is Jordan singing. Oh, that's not good. For Christmas is Hugh. Hugh? Who's Hugh? <laughs> yeah. Hugh. 
like that. Yeah, right. Well, there you go. There's. Um, that sounds a little bit scratchy. For yeah, us, I, I don't it? like. I, well, I don't know what people are saying. I think it looks. Maybe it's something you got to see. Mm. But I'm going to say that's below average. So you're saying Taylor Swift, no, no problems whatsoever. No, or Mariah Carey. Oh. She's fine. Tiger Woods looks set to return to competition for the first time in December after what? having surgery on his ankle in April. Woods caddied for his son Charlie. Yeah, in a did 50... you see this? No. Oh, was this where he kicked the ball out? Well, 50... it was a 54-hole junior tournament. Yes. Um, and what happened here? So, uh, yeah, it's a pretty handy caddy, right? So Charlie went round in about four under, something like that, this tournament. I mean, it is uncanny the characteristics of Charlie yep. and Tiger, the way they play. But, um, yeah, he's just – no, he's not – he wasn't carrying all the clubs either. He was just carrying, like, in his hand, like five or six – four or five clubs. Mm. And Charlie would walk over and give him his putter, and he'd put the putter in his hand, and they'd walk up to the tee, and he'd take out the, the driver and give it to him. Or I'll tell you what I'm listening to right now is Sports Bazaar, you know, with um, uh, Mick Malloy and – Oh, mate, I keep Titus O'Reilly. Titus O'Reilly. Great, great, great podcast. Yeah, they're doing oh, – I just today I listened to part one of John Daly. Oh, it's amazing. Oh. An amazing story about a man who – he was like sixth reserve to play. Ninth. In, ninth, was he, to play in – In the PGA. PGA. Gets a call the day before, drives throughout the night. To get there. To get there. And then wins it. And wins it, yeah. It's an amazing pr- story. Mate, and his caddy – it was uh, Price. Uh, I forget what his first name. Oh, was. Nick Price. Nick Price's caddy. Yeah. yeah. So Nick Price's wife went into labour. That's right. And and then one of the other fill-ins, he was out, and or, anyway, ended up working out that they got to the ninth reserve in John Daly. You know what? It's also a very sad story about a guy that yeah that could have done a lot more. Oh, I thought you were talking about the guy who got electrocuted on the course. No, no, no. And about, died. About a guy that could have done a lot more. Oh, absolutely. His demons. But, mate, he's living his life. Well, he travels around all the, the PGA events now. And, he's and got sells this, merch. He's got this massive big semi-trailer <laughs> that he just flips open the, the side and he's just got all his merchandise. And oh, mate, I love it him. It sells out. Oh, I love him. Yeah. Unbelievable. But, he, yeah, he, he wins the first tournament he goes into and it's the PGA. Yeah. It's a great story. Incredible. Sports Bazaar, listeners, is the, the podcast. Get it uh, wherever you get your good podcast from after you've listened to Sports Day, yeah, of course. Exactly. Irrigear offers expert advice and better irrigation solutions to save time and water. Irrigear is here. Oh, the reason why I thought of John Daly was he beat a 13-year-old Tiger Woods in a tournament. I did too, yeah. In an amateur tournament. Yeah, he did in an amateur. He's going, God, this kid's beat me. He had to, he go, it was Tiger Woods. Mm. Absolutely incredible. Righty, back in a moment to wrap up the show. This is Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Welcome back to about to wrap up the show. Before we do, quick community update. Thanks to Firecoat. Be alert and prepare this bushfire season. Uh, now, there is a fire burning near Rocky Bluff, which is moving towards Collings Weir. QFES have issued warnings for surrounding areas. And stay up to date on all bushfire warnings online with Queensland Fire and Emergency Service. Visit qfes.queensland.gov.au. This community updates thanks to the new fire coat. The first paint proven to protect property in high-risk fire conditions. Available at Bunnings Warehouse. Your phone working today? Yeah, I'm. I'm not a, an Optus customer. I just changed the. Um, I just changed all of the internet at home over to Optus. Yeah. Two weeks ago. 
Did you really? I, I, can I say I was one of the, at one of the shopping centres today, and there was an, an Optus, the retail shop where you go and yeah. get your phone and your plans or whatever, and there was that many people in there just yelling at clouds, just yelling at people, and the and the the people that are working in the Optus shop are going, oh. it's, I I don't know what I can do. I can't do anything. I'm sorry. You talk to people now. <laughs> like my kids, oh, I laugh today. They got up and they're going, what's going on with the internet? What's what's happening? What's mm. what's what's the problem? I've gone, um, it's down. They've gone, yep. right, well, when's it getting fixed? They go, you just have to talk to me. Mm. They didn't like it at all. Actually, one Optus customer, Annie, told ABC Radio, hard-hitting journalism this. Yeah, yeah. She found out about the issues through her cat. What? Well, the cat's phone ran out of... No Wi-Fi. Mm. Uh, who is fed? Oh no, sorry, the cat wasn't on the phone. Uh, it found out through a cat who is fed through an automatic Wi-Fi feeder and missed being fed due to the outage. So, what happens normally? But if you've got this automatic Wi-Fi feeder, mm. if the Wi-Fi goes down for any other reason and you're maybe at work, and your cats, you. And meowing so, at you in the morning, just feed it. You don't need a Wi-Fi feeder, you lazy mongrel. But that's how, dangerous. How's the, um, how's the hard-hitting journalism at the ABC? Yeah. I'm glad my eight cents a day goes there. <laughs> We're going to go. Hey, thoughts to people in Rocky Bluff around Atherton and Herbert and those areas? Yeah. Queensland, yeah. Yeah, I think we hear a lot of this uh, this summer, Sats. Enjoy your night. Uh, we'll be back uh, tomorrow night. Catch us, Satsy. Bye. Goodbye.